We need like a homiletics day. We need a day to start homiletics with H. Homiletics hump day. Well, Wednesday. <laughs> homiletics hump day. A homiletics mm. what? <laughs> Man, Wednesday is called hump day because it's the middle of the week and then you go down on the other side. Wow. <laughs> homiletics yeah. hump day. Coming right at you. Stay with us. <laughs> Homiletics hump day. That's right. That means you're over the hump, you're going towards Friday, and you're thinking about homiletics, as you should be, because it's an important, important subject. It's not just for preachers, it's rhetoric. You need to know how to think and how to speak and how to do all that stuff. And so this is relevant. Even if you, I mean, maybe you're preparing a speech. Maybe you've got a speech coming up for a wedding or for, um, you know, I don't know, for a business meeting thing. Or maybe, you know, your pastor has asked you to preach. Or maybe you're thinking about preaching. This is all of interest to you. So we we last week we did, um, uh, what was it, uh, introductions. And uh, we are still on Chapter 9 of Brian Chappell's Christ-Centered Preaching. Great book. Uh, if you haven't got it and you are a preacher, you should, should go and get it immediately. It's, uh, it's very, very good. It's definitely one for the, for the library. Um, and he just walks us through the whole thing. We're doing that. We're uh, working through that material right now. And, um, and so we got through the half of the chapter. We're going to keep going. Uh, talking about transitions, which I love, and conclusions, which I love. So I said last week, not a mad fan of introductions. Uh, you can sometimes ditch them without too much worry. But uh, you, contra Nick Cleveley, you can never ditch your conclusion, right? Nick Cleveley mm. has been known to just crash land a few times. And uh, he thinks it's okay, but I think it's really, really bad. You've got to, I mean, what kind of thoughtlessness would you need to <laughs> press on in if you don't even land your plane properly? I mean, come on, it's reckless. Uh, conclusions are important. Transitions are also super important because they help people to just, you know, tend to the baby and go to the toilet and, um, you know, just drift in and drift out and, and uh, come back to you again. And, um, and there are helpful ways to summarize and just kind of get people hooked in, in terms of your logical flow of thought. So um, those are the two things we're talking about today. And uh, Cody's going to take us through the rest of the chapter. Our normal process, both Cody and Jerry say, what's up, Jerry? Say what's up, Jerry. Or Cody, you say what's up to Jerry. Or Jerry, you say what's up to Cody. I thought that was an awkward silence because the internet cut out. The internet cut out at a very inopportune time. Yeah. (laughs) We need to transition quick. Quickly transition. Hey, Jerry, how you doing, man? Yeah, really good. How how are you doing? You prepared (laughs) prepared to lecture us on transitions and conclusions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to quickly conclude. Just little chat, and then um, start the next sequence. Um, you see what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, internet's hanging on by a thread, but we'll do it. Go for it. It is. It is. All right. Cool. So, um, purposes of conclusion. So, just as um, last time we looked at purposes of introductions, now we're looking at purposes of conclusions. Chapel argues that um, the conclusion is sort of the um, should be the high point, the most intense part of the sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the part that um, your it's your final destination. It wraps up everything you've already said. It, it um, 
yeah, he says ending contents are alive. They're packed with tension, drama, energy, emotion. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, um, like over the top or anything like that, but it's the, it's where like the deep feeling, the, um, it's where your application wraps up. It's, you know, where the, um, strongest sort of gospel application is that sort of thing. Um, so we need to be, yeah, so we do need to spend time on these, um, you know, and then also factoring in other stylistic things like your volume and your eye contact. It can all like be really powerful time of the sermon. Yeah. Mm. And how you conclude. So, um, to get into the purposes, so number one, recapitulation. So it's essentially just you're summarizing everything you've, you've, all your main points, everything that you've said before. Mm-hmm. Um, you're summarizing your main ideas, you're restating key terms, main points, things you really want people to remember, the, the, the bits that people go away with and, and think about for the rest of the day and, and hopefully for the rest of the week as well. Um, you know, you can do this through like um, snappy little sentences at the end and, and things like that. Um, he he actually he compares them not to sonatas but to hammer strokes. So you know, not something that's like really um, beautifully worded and eloquent, but something that's very striking and like and short a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, uh, he then looks at um, exhortation, which is the yeah the final application of the sermon. So you know you've you you may have weaved application throughout your entire sermon. You may have left it to sort of focus at the end, but in the conclusion, you're you're really driving that home. You're you're bringing the fallen condition focus back in, and you're providing that that solution to that um, for for your listeners. Um, also, um, another purpose of conclusion is elevation. Um, uh, or um, it's the climate of the sermon. So he says, you know, thought and emotion should arrive at their greatest height and most personal statement in the conclusion. Such elements indicate that a message has led to consideration of matters that are significant, vital, and moving. Um, if the content of the message and the manner of the messenger do not indicate such import at the end, the sermon will probably fail, he says, wow. which is... Um, very strong, mm. very strong language. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. the importance he's placing. I hope you're listening, Nick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's so funny. When you when you said um when you said crash landing, it made me think of you know if you were in a plane and someone yeah. landed the plane really badly, it sort of tarnishes your hot view of the whole flight. Yeah, so, you would you would yeah. not like that um, flight. You would not enjoy yeah, that no, flight. Yeah, that's right, Nick. Exactly. You wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and then his um his last um purpose conclusion here is um is termination, which is um putting a definite end on your sermon. Mm. Um. Mm. Yeah, um, which I guess wraps it up. Doesn't um, keep things going too long. Doesn't um, mm. sort of you know add more and more detail when it's not required. It brings that decisive end to the sermon to mm. your mm. time there. Um, mm. Yeah, ending crisply can be can be good in that sense. Yeah. 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 Um, any any thoughts there, anyone? Before we move on to types of conclusions. Yeah, I need that uh, saying. And this is the end of my sermon. I'm going to sit down now. Is not a. It does not qualify as an ending to the sermon. Um, you know, there's that. Just uh, ripping on Nick some more there. But uh, the other thing is, um, 
is that, you know, I don't know that with the summary thing, typically, you know, I, I get that a lot of the time, especially in something that's designed to convey information more than rhetoric, uh, you'd have a good, mm. a good conclusion, bring about a summary, almost like an essay or something of that nature, uh, in that the point there mm. is to just wrap up and make sure everyone's kind of remembering what you said. Whereas with the, especially with Chapel's structure, I mean, you've got fallen condition focus being the big, uh, driving theme there it's you're, you're finding where the prophetic power of that sermon lies uh, in that you're you're really allowing the gospel to speak to uh, the way in which that text deals with our fallenness and provides a, a christ-centered solution and uh, points us to the gospel so toward the end i mean it feels like a little bit of a flop for me if it's just a wrap-up of information um, you know, and, and I realize that I don't want to be overly dogmatic about that. There are going to be times when, uh, certainly that's necessary and, um, maybe on a more doctrinal piece, that's, that's important, but in your general sort of exhortation, dealing with someone's, um, dealing with the fallen condition focus that you've identified, you really are solving that problem from the text. Um, and it should probably have been solved by the time you're concluding, but you're, you're exhorting in that, in that final uh, solution. So it's 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 really a launch, especially and you know again context will matter here. But for us, we go from our sermon straight into communion every single week. We can bet on it, and so you know to to leave someone right at that. You don't want to leave someone thinking about something unrelated to the gospel and what they're about to celebrate in the Lord's Supper. You want to leave them right there, ready to just come before the Lord, bow down. And uh, receive mm. in faith and be ministered to. So you know the uh, other other side. I know that some services end, you know, at a real. Uh, they just kind of they just ah, well that's it. Thanks a million. There's there's the coffee. There's no singing or anything, and um, mm. and you know I suppose that that will affect the way that you sort of wind down. Um, but you know I suppose context matters in in the situation for most church services though. You usually do have a song afterwards, or some mm. ongoing liturgy. And um, I think it makes sense to just ramp it up and leave it there rather than to wind down and, and uh, give a, a closure on information. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah and I, I was just thinking also that, um, you know, all application being uh, grace driven, like grace yes. is the thing that's going to fuel us to do all these things. Mm. We are coming to communion and like that's the perfect time to go this is the like we do you know we we i think we say every sunday is here are the things we should do the bible calls us to do Mm. and we don't do them Mm. and communion is that perfect um reminder Mm. of grace that christ has done them for us and we can come freely and take like that is the application come to christ Mm. Mm. um and, and receive freely, uh, even though we fail to do all these things, mm. which is just, um, yeah, I think like that is the climax of every Sunday because yeah. yeah. you, you come to church to hear that. You come to church to hear that you can come to Christ again Amen. despite yeah. your failing. So. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's almost like a good litmus test of whether you're on the right track. I mean, and this is definitely speaking to kingdom language, right? We're not we're not ending yeah. on and vote Republican, you know, or, uh, <laughs> you know, and this is why 
you know, these principles are good to, you know, get your bank balance up, the, the principles of stewardship or something. Um, you know, we're ending, ending on the gospel. We're there about redemptive matters where, you know, we know that the thing we need most in the wilderness is to feast at the table. So it's all going to guide, you know, that whole concluding mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. big time. So your theology plays mm-hmm. into this massively. But yeah, great point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, did yeah, you hear that? Jerry was preaching. Thing. Jerry was preaching just there. <laughs> I know that was great. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the whole crash landing got me riled up. Yeah, come like, on. Don't, don't, oh, crash don't crash land, Nick. Never do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what I just want to say, yeah, Nick. I'm I'm not on board with this um critiquing of you, Nick. So when you <laughs> when you when you rebuke Mike, don't bring me into it. Um, what? Traitor! Yeah. Traitor! No, 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 no. I'm just. When I'm are just you preaching again, Cody? When's your next yeah. preaching day? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but you might All have right. preached your last. You might, you might need to go preach at Nick's church. Yeah, you know, I've, I, yeah, I've done that before. I was nice down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, all right, all right. So, all right. Um, enough, enough Tom to, Fudery. Right. Someone's gonna okay, get we, hurt. We, we should, we, yeah, we should transition to transition. Yes, nice. Yeah, nice so, oh, no, we're not, right. we're not quite there. We're not quite there yet. But um, that was good though. Um, I'll just quickly zoom through this other stuff. So oh no, you're gonna have to do a reverse transition. Reverse transition. <laughs> 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 Chapel doesn't even talk about that. That's that's deadly. No, I know, I know. I just had to go with it on the fly. Um, all right, all right. Let's have it. He talks about two types of conclusions, which are just um, he calls them grand style or human interest. Yeah. So grand style, yeah, just that um, essentially what we've been talking about, which is you know things like summaries, exhortations, um, final um, applications, that sort of thing, with that bending vibe. Um, and then the human interest, which is like with the introduction, you're sort of like maybe telling them the story that relates to people um, yeah. in a powerful way. Yeah. But he says to be careful with those because you don't want to um, sort of abuse um, emotions. You don't want to um, be like contrived in your use of emotions. You don't want to, uh, you know, use like manipulate people's emotions in a way that doesn't actually even relate to what you were trying to achieve all along. So it's yeah, just something yeah. you need to be careful with. Totally. Um, and, and okay, then he moves on to um, cautions for conclusions. So mm-hmm. to move through these, these are all pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory. Uh, poems and quotations, you don't want to, um, you know, because often, you know, um, a lot of old dead guys can mm-hmm. um, say stuff a lot better than we could. Um, and so we, you know, want to um, use quotes of theirs, and and, that, and that's legit. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't want to, um, we don't want to use, you know, like really long quotes or um, parts of the quotes that aren't relevant. Um, we do want to leave our, like our thoughts with the people mm-hmm. as well. We don't want to just like let Spurgeon finish the sermon. Yeah. Um, so let me get this straight. Um, You're well, saying yeah. that it's not okay to close out with Kingdom Prologue, Meredith Klein, half a chapter. Um, I believe you did do that once, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the right time um, to call me up on it. No, 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 on, on here. No. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, you, I, I distinctly remember, I distinctly remembering you, um, like, almost apologizing for it beforehand. And then, um, 
and then saying, <laughs> "Hey, I've got the floor. I can do what I want." Um, something like that. Something like that. It yeah. was so worth it, though, wasn't it? I mean, like, dude. Yeah. So you, many. The one yeah. exception to that concluding quotation rule is that you can quote as much Meredith Klein as you want, for as long as you want, yeah. whenever you want. Whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's got to be very force people to stay in their seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so next, he talks about um, high notes. So um, it, this is a, sort of like what Jerry was saying. Like we, yeah. um, you know, we're we're Christians, right? And so we, um, we, our lives are founded on the gospel, and they they um, stand or fall mm-hmm. on that. And so we um, we will always end on that. We'll always end on that. And it is a high note, you know. Um, it's yeah. the hope of the gospel. It does take us to communion. Mm-hmm. It gives us that hope that we that we you know like that we sort of lose during the week. Um, and um, it is the solution to that fallen condition focus. Mm-hmm. And so we don't um, we don't want to end on a somber note um, because that's mm-hmm. not what uh, that's not what the gospel does. That's not what the Bible does. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a good caution, I think. Um, mm-hmm. We don't we don't want to have an anticlimax, so we don't want to um, build the conclusion but then fail to end the sermon. Right. Um, mm. I, I loved this quote. I love this quote here. Um, you know, don't miss don't miss good opportunities to sit down. Is essentially um, one of the quote. You know, like you mm. in, in your conclusion, you can have clear opportunities that you're supposed to end it there, but then you have that. In, you know, you you think of something else and you say it, and you actually you actually do yourself a disservice because you yeah. you sort of lose the the momentum, you lose that point of climax, and you sort of go back mm. down. And yeah, and uh, to land the plane, yeah. it uses the landing the plane analogy. This is like a Wendy Wellington. You have to go back up again. We have to circle and we have to come back down. Are we really going to uh, land this time? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. And then up again. Oh, oh, oh. I thought this was it. No, uh, clearly not. We're going around again. Okay. We're coming down. This is it for sure. This is it. Nope. Not it. And uh, yeah, that gets fatiguing for sure. We've all sat under sermons like that. Um, I've been guilty of a few of those myself. But I've always compensated for same, that kind of same. guilt by, yeah. um, by quoting Meredith Klein at length. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. To, um, to the more myself. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Um, just trying to wrap through these. Um, so rhetorical questions. Um, uh, yeah, uh, they're questions that technically don't have answers. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe avoid them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, rap, he talks about wraparounds as well. So um, this is... Uh, what is he? What is he sort of talking about? This like, um, if you had a story earlier that you didn't finish, like it's a, you you want to make sure that you finish it. You don't want to like leave mm. all these ends un, you know, mm. untied. Um, mm-hmm. it just sort of is messy and it looks like you haven't really thought about it and that sort of thing. Um, right. Again, professional preparation. Um, you want to um have really thought about the words you're going to use. Um. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously leaving room for um, sort of more um, dynamic sort of stuff, but you want to at least have thought seriously about like what's the big thing you want to leave um, mm, the mm. people with. Mm. Um, yes, um, and lastly, this is an interesting one. Um, he says to be, be to be wary of using the word finally in your conclusion because if you use it prematurely, mm. you're sort of telling people to shut off. 
um, mm. and you might have more to say, and by then they've sort of already shut off. Know, um, right? So that was yeah. an interesting one. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. Um, and that, with that, finally, we have come to the end of conclusions. Right. How many mater- how much material um, have you got on on uh, transitions? Do we need to turn this into a whole other thing, or can you transition no, into that transition? Yeah, I can zoom through the transitions. Okay. Yeah. That's, all right. Yeah. Show us how it's done. You want me to? Get, give us a give us the go on yeah, transitions. What's going on? Okay, so um, transitions are yeah the little um, phases that you don't really notice that much in a sermon, but that link all parts together. So linking the introduction to the body, the body to your points, and then your body to your conclusion, that sort of thing. Little things you say that make a huge impact. Yeah, that help people to follow. So yeah, um, so that's really the big purpose of them is to knit the different parts of your sermon together. Um, uh, he says that school transitions are often the distinguishing mark between mundane messages and excellent sermons. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they, yeah, they they link all they link all the different parts, and um, they make it a big cohesive message that makes sense and that is easier to follow. Yeah. yeah. So um, types of types of transitions, um, knitting statements, he calls them. So things like, um, you know, not only um, also. Um, in addition to this, you know, mm. phrases like this, it sort of just uh, with that in mind makes it. Yeah, with that in mind, yeah, with that exactly. in mind, there's lots of lots of different ones. Um, even the word next um, can yeah. sort of just tell people instantly with one word that you've left that last point and you're mm-hmm. now on the next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're not still talking about that previous thing. Um, mm-hmm. so. He also has dialogical questions. So these are um, asking a question that sort of stimulates further discussion. So um, it's sort of like almost preempting questions that people are thinking, possibly. So, um, you know, saying things like, um, what does this verse mean? Um, You know, um, uh, how how can we relate to this? Um, experience, you know, things like that. It's sort mm. of, it's sort of a um, an obvious question, but you actually vocalise the question, and it then leads to the the um, answer. Mm. Um, next, he is numbering and listing. So um, this is, you know, what I guess a lot of people do mm. in that they number their points. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, they, you know, they list their key points, and they and they might even as they go through the body, they'll then say. You know, that was point one, now it's point two. Um, you know, like on that, especially if you are tracking with Chapel's, you know, method of parallel language and reining the, yeah. the homiletical proposition down through mm-hmm. the main keywords and whatnot, you know, just mm-hmm. merely restating the previous point and then stating the next point would serve as a powerful transition on its own, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because you're, you're in that main point heading uh, you will have mm. captured something of your propositional statement, and um, mm. and you'll show it, the the main point heading itself as it moves on to the next one should show the continuity of the point. So merely just stopping mm. and repeating and listing the next one should should actually serve, technically speaking, mm-hmm. as as a good transition on its own, which takes the pressure off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two types of transitions here are. Um, picture painting, he calls it, which is essentially that it's it's using um, it's using uh, creative language more, um, like images. Um, 
saying things like um, the flip side of the coin, um, you know, things like that. that sort mm-hmm. of, um, mm-hmm. Uses just different imagery to communicate the same sorts of things. It's just it just sort of changes things up from using maybe more basic forms of transition. Um, an example that he uses here is you know, um, since God is the architect of our salvation, um, he does not merely plan his love for us; he designs it. Um, so he's using that architectural image, that um, design language. Hmm. Um, and then the last type he's got here is called billboards and branches. Um, so he says this is an often neglected area of transition. Um, what, he, what he's talking about here is um, he says sermon billboards usually occur just before, just after a proposition and occasionally incorporated into the proposition to indicate the direction and organization of a message. So billboards quickly orient listeners to a sermon's plan mm. and bind a preacher to a certain path. Mm. Um, so it's, it's um, you know, an example um, is to do with keywords. Um, so, you know, he says, to have an assurance of your relationship with God, you must believe that the mm. love of Jesus is greater than sin, circumstances, and mm. Satan. You know, right. So it's sort of right. a proposition mm. you've now through that yeah. one sentence, you've created three points and people know where you're going to go. Yeah, yeah, mm. um, that's good. Yeah, um, so so that can be effective. And then obviously you just move through the body and you use those yeah. points as your um, transitions. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah, um, I was just going to add... Chapman's types of transitions, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, you know, you've got the the build-up sort of inductive type sermon as well where you're, you're you know, I, I think John Piper actually does this really well. Um, where you you won't often find him yeah. perhaps doing your more classic sort of headlined you know three point thing but but he'll uh, build up and he'll take you on this journey but he'll always stop and recap and make sure that you're at a certain point with him and often I find that that on its own just not so much a a, a transition well I suppose it serves as a very good transition but the point is simply to go here's where we are. Uh, now, here's what happens next as a result of what just happened, you know, and it just moves you along on a journey, um, almost in the same way that you would really explain to anyone that you cared, understood what you were saying uh, as you were explaining something complex. I mean, you know, I noticed that I do it to my kids all the time. I, you know, I'll, if, if it's a long, complex thought, I want I want them to track with me, you know, and I realize the tension spans are waning. So we have to like stop and just, you know, put a little marker there and say, hey, are you with me, gang? You know, I, is everyone tracking? And uh, here's what we said. OK, what does that mean? All right, good. Now moving forward from that and just that basic sort of uh, that, that emphasis on your logic on its own forms a, a really helpful transition for a, a, mostly for an inductive kind of sermon, which uh, uh, probably is too much to go into right now in terms of shape. But um, anyways, hopefully that's helpful. Jerry, any, any comments there? No, no, I think you guys are awesome summarizing that stuff. So. Beautiful. Well, hopefully you uh, enjoyed those cliff notes. Uh, the cheat notes. So if you've got a chapel exam on chapter nine, Oh, aren't you glad that you tuned in to two age sojourner? Oh man, don't don't say we don't do anything for you. We helped you. We helped you. You don't even have to read the chapter now. You just have to listen to Cody again and again on repeat, and uh, <laughs> and you'll nail it. If but, there's uh, one thing, yeah. If there's yeah. one thing I want people to take away is that um, just 
just read Meredith Klein. That's it. That's right. Um, just read it from just read long sections. Long um, sections. Ridiculously long sections from the yeah. pulpit. That's know? right. You should be fine. You know, you should be yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it's a good yeah. word to leave them on, right there. Yeah. Thanks, right. man. Yeah. yeah, so it is uh, Thursday. We got Friday coming up, uh, and then it's only two more sleeps until Meredith Monday. <laughs> and then you can hear us quote you long sections of Meredith on the show. That'd be amazing. Um, all right, so yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, what's your name? What's your name again? Yanni, Cody, someone, Cody, Thunder Clack. What's your real name? Tell them what your real name is. Cody who? It's Cody. Cody Cody Knox. Who are you related to, Cody? Um John Knox. Amazing. Well maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So yeah. <laughs> well, uh all right, so there we go. We got Cody Knox. We got Jerry Well, Jasha Fernandez. Thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to our eldership training meeting on Thursday. Bless you guys. Have a great weekend. I will see you tomorrow at least. Goodbye.